0: John's vision that we have been reading and praying from over this last week in the book of Revelation has shifted from looking at the Lord and, and all of those worshiping him in heaven, shifted down to earth. And John hears a voice from heaven speak to him about these two witnesses that are described as the two olive trees, the two lampstands. They're described in imagery that evokes some of the prophets in the Old Testament, Moses, Elijah, and and others. Uh, we don't know specifically who they are. You can go to different church fathers, and you can hear them put forward different possibilities. But what what is most important, uh, even though we may not be able to say like exactly who they are, is that they certainly describe the what will happen in the life of the church during this time of of great tribulation and they bear witness to the lord with great power they prophesy and they are so unsettling to the people of the world that uh, who are much more have been taken by by the work of deception of the antichrist that The people rise up and they put them to death because they just don't want to hear what they have to say. The call to repentance, the call to return back to God. They kill them and then they don't just kill them, but they gloat over their dead bodies, which they deliberately leave out, uh, not buried, but out for all people to gaze upon. And they gloat over them, and they're so glad they exchange gifts over the death of those who speak on behalf of God. And then after three and a half days, the Lord raises them up, and great fear falls on those who see them. In all of this, one thing that we can certainly take from it, or at least notice, is that um, this this points in, in some way to what scripture speaks about and which the church teaches clearly on, which is this great time of tribulation, or as the catechism puts it, the church's ultimate trial. We don't know when it will happen. In some way, we're living through it, and yet we also know that there, there something will still come that, that will take it up to a level of intensity that, that will shake us. Here's the way that the Catechism puts it. This is in paragraph 675. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity in the form of a religious deception offering men An apparent solution to their problems at the price of apostasy from the truth. The supreme religious deception is that of the Antichrist, a pseudo messianism by which man glorifies himself in place of God and of his Messiah come in the flesh. And then two paragraphs later, the church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through this final Passover when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. So it's just a a reminder that the only way for the church to share in the glory of her Savior is to pass through and to share in his death and resurrection. And so the first reading today, it, it speaks of something of that tribulation and the apparent victory of evil to the point where it is just rejoicing as though it's completely won. Certainly there would have been some moment of that on Good Friday, right, when the Lord died and evil and the enemy certainly thought that he was victorious. But there's something that is obviously still to come. And Jesus tells us, uh, beware, many will come in my name And many will say look there he is here he is and jesus says don't don't run off and and get confused by all of that The, the the main message of scripture in light of all of this the lord keeps teaching us is live each day ready for whatever may come it's really that simple there are a lot of people that are making money off this stuff in the church right now you get a lot of hits on social media by telling the faithful that we are just about to enter into these days of darkness and all of that there's certainly money to be made off of it but jesus makes it clear no one knows the day or the hour except the father not even the son so there is this twofold thing that we have to hold on to on the one hand we just live each day in a way that we're just being faithful and true to, the, to our faith. So be ready. And at the same time, we, we don't need to, to be living on edge in such a way that we get pulled into just all of the the, the, the different things where people might say it's happening now and, and we've got to just, there's a certain peace the Lord wants us to have even in the face of, of whatever this, this trial will, will look like in, in its greater way. So, faithfulness in all things, that's the best that we can do. Just daily recommitting our life to Jesus, entrusting ourselves to him as our Savior, loving God and loving neighbor, just living out the whole of our faith. Jesus says that's the best way to be ready for, for whatever will come. And so even though it will shake us, and even now it does shake us, let's ask the Lord today for that grace to be faithful to Him in all of the little things of our daily life, that that would be, as He tells us, the best preparation for being faithful in the big things that are still to come.